saying, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Then go to Ephesians 3 verse 8. I am going somewhere with this. You might think that we're just reading lots of different scriptures, but there's some words in each of these passages that I'll pick out to cover the subject that we're going to be looking at. Ephesians 3 verse 8. To me who am, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. And then Colossians 1. Colossians 1 verse 9. Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians. Do you know how I remember those? Go eat popcorn. <laughs> Yes, there you go. <laughs> Colossians 1 verse 9, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, I believe in these verses that we've just read here that there's a key to life and success this year and the years to come that we need to discover afresh and experience and grow in. And that truth is wisdom. You know, we all need wisdom. And God promises each one of us a measure of divine, supernatural wisdom, particularly today. Because today we're living in a time where we have an information overload. You know as well as I do that our culture is driven by knowledge. And society is just kind of overdosed with facts. For example, if you have an illness... You can probably go on to Google and research every viable symptom, which will probably do you more harm than good. A publication recently stated that people now think they are experts on subjects that 10 years they knew nothing about. A recent statistic showed that millennials, particularly women born after 1981, were four times more educated and knowledgeable than their grandparents because everything was available at the click of a finger through their phone or iPad or computer. And you know, this is just part of the outcome of living in the last days. Daniel, when he received prophetic insight into the times in which we lived, received this word from God in Daniel 12 verse 3. And you might want to look at it just quickly with me. Daniel 12, verse 3 and 4. Are we there? Amen. 
<laughs> Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. For many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. God speaks to Daniel here, and he says, knowledge will increase. He says that people will run to and fro through the earth, but the wise will shine. The wise shall flourish, which tells me that there's a difference between chasing after knowledge and receiving divine wisdom. Everyone has knowledge, particularly in these days. But a defining characteristic of those that know the Lord in these last days is that they will carry, that is us, Divine wisdom from God. Not wisdom of this world, but the wisdom that comes from the Lord. You see, it's not earthly wisdom that we need. What we need is the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is completely opposite to the wisdom of this world. In fact, if you look at different scriptures in the Bible, uh, the Bible clearly contrasts the difference between human earthly wisdom and divine wisdom. It says this in James 3, in the Passion Translation, verse 13, says this, If you consider yourself to be wise, and one who understands the ways of God, advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life, guided by wisdom's gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you're truly wise. But if there is bitter jealousy or competition... Hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world, which is selfish. That's what James says here, and devilish. For wherever there is jealousy and selfishness, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. But the wisdom that is from above, that's what we want, isn't it? The wisdom that is from above is pure, filled with peace, considerate, and teachable. Please note that heavenly wisdom, wisdom from above, is, is completely opposite to the wisdom of this world. I know I could say this for all of us in this room tonight. We don't want the wisdom of man. We want the wisdom of God. They are opposites. We need divine wisdom. Now, what is God's wisdom? How can we practically explain it? I think I've dropped something there. <laughs> Let me move it over. <laughs> what is God's wisdom? How can we define it? How can we explain it? The Hebrew word for wisdom means moral skill. It means that you're skilled in the affairs of life. It's skill that produces something of value. Wisdom in the Hebrew means the ability to judge correctly and follow the best course of action. It's based on spiritual knowledge and understanding. It's God's character 
in the many practical affairs of life. How many of you know in life we need God's wisdom? Wisdom is the proper use of knowledge. The Greek word for wisdom is the word Sophia. It can mean divine interpretation. It can mean the full intelligence of God on a subject. I like that. Imagine God just downloading intelligence for you on something that you have no understanding on. And he just gives you that download so that you know what to do and have the right insight into the affairs of life. One person put it like this, it's supernatural common sense. It's seeing the problem, but also seeing the answer. When you think about the wisdom of God, think about solution. Wisdom gives you the ability to interpret facts and also give you the answer. I believe that, the, that every one of us in this room tonight needs wisdom. I believe that God wants to give us a fresh filling, a fresh impartation of the wisdom of God from on high. You know, we read in Ephesians that it's the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So our prayer should be like Paul prayed for the, the saints in Ephesians. He said, oh Lord, open the eyes of their understanding. That should be our prayer. That should be our pursuit. That should be our desire. That God will just open our eyes so that we would understand things from His perspective. What is wisdom like? Well, wisdom is like me inviting Chris to the UK. And Chris flies into London. And Chris knows that I live in Scarborough. He has knowledge of the fact that I live in Scarborough, but he's in London. London's in the south of England. Scarborough's in the north of England. And even though that he has knowledge that I live in Scarborough, he doesn't know how to go, get there unless somebody puts a road map in his hand. And if somebody puts a road map in his hand, even though he's in the south of England, he can open up that road map. And he can see all the roads, he can see all the freeways, he can see the way how to get from the south to the north. Even though we, live, even though we, we drive on, on the different side of the road, he can look at that road map. And he can see the full picture. Then he doesn't just have knowledge, but he has insight. How to get from the south to the north. He has a full picture. He has a full understanding of where he is and how he needs to get to his destination. That's wisdom. You see, wisdom doesn't just give you the facts. It also gives you the solution. Wisdom for me was like when I was pastoring a church 25, 30 years ago in the north of England, and we were very small in number. We were about 35 people in number. But we, we knew that we were coming into a clear season where God wanted to grow that church. And you know, we'd had many prophetic words, many encouragements from other people that had come in and shared the word with us. We had knowledge, but we didn't have wisdom. You see, wisdom not only sees the door, but it gives you the key to open the door and walk through that door into the next season of your life. And you know, as we sought the Lord, God gave us a clear strategy for what we needed to do. 
and step-by-step instruction to fulfilling that prophetic word. We knew God had said something, but we needed the wisdom to fulfill it. And there was a number of things that we did over the course of about six months to bring change and to apply wisdom into the, into the church that we were a part of. And one of those things that we did was change the meeting from a morning to an evening. I'm not saying you do that. This was just the wisdom that God gave us back then. We changed location. We did a number of other things. And then within a year, we'd gone from 35 to 85 people because we had wisdom to know what to do to get the church into the next season that God had for us. That wisdom makes all the difference. So we don't just need knowledge. We need wisdom from God. Wisdom will give you solutions. Let me quickly give you some keys to growing in divine wisdom. And then I'm going to pray for an impartation. Because I kind of feel for some people tonight, there's an impartation of wisdom that's just going to open the door to take you into that new season. You know that God has new seasons for you. You know that there are promises. You have knowledge on that. But, but wisdom is going to give you solutions to take you into what God has for you. Firstly, recognize and realize that as a believer, you live in Christ And you have the right to ask and expect wisdom because Jesus is that wisdom for you and for me. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24 says this. It says, but to those who are called, that's us, isn't it? Both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God says this in Colossians 2 verse 3, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You know, our spiritual location right now as believers is in Christ. That's not just future. That's right now. It's present right now. Paul puts it like this, in him we live and move and have our being. We are seated in with Christ in heavenly places. Christ is in you. Colossians chapter 2. The hope of glory. Therefore, if we live in Christ and Christ lives in us, we have the right to tap into the wisdom and the knowledge of God. We live in Christ. He lives in us. We have His Word because Jesus is the Word. You know, John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word, and He's given us His Word. And the first priority for us to grow in wisdom is to be full and overflowing with the Word of God. You know, just the obedience of putting God's Word first and final authority in our lives will cause wisdom to be released. When we honor the Word, when we value the Word, God will watch over His Word in our lives to perform it. When we give reverence to the Word of God, wisdom is released. And you know, I really do believe tonight that God wants to release an impartation of wisdom into your life and into my life. You know, there's a a principle in the Word of God, and it's this, if you don't ask, you don't get. It's time to ask. It's time to expect. 
I think it says in the book of James, you ask not, you receive not, because you ask not. And maybe that's part of the problem for you, maybe it's part of the problem for me. And I'm asking you tonight to come boldly before the throne of grace. And if you're lacking in wisdom, ask for wisdom, because God wants to release it. It says this in James 1 verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously, and it will be given to him. You know, maybe there's somebody here tonight who needs answers. Maybe there's somebody tonight who has questions, and, and, and maybe there's somebody here tonight who seems like their lives is just going around in circles. Wisdom will take you forward, and God wants to release it into your life tonight. Secondly, the Holy Spirit has been sent as the guarantor of all that Jesus promised, and he lives within you. And the Holy Spirit is always the spirit of revelation. Turn with me quickly to John 14. You see, the Holy Spirit is your guarantee. He wants to manifest the fruit of everything that Jesus has promised so that you can enjoy your life to the full. He is the parakletos, the helper. He's always here to help. You know, when you don't know what to do, he's here to help. When you've got more questions than answers, he's here to help. When life seems like you're going around in circles, he's here to help. He is the helper. Therefore, we've got to allow him to help. We've got to depend on him. We've got to depend on our senior partner. The third person of the Trinity that lives within us. John 14 verse 26. But the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, not some things, all things, and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. And then John 16. John 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The spirit of God is here to constantly reveal to you and me the mind of God. He wants to give you answers through wisdom to the questions that you might need answering today. There is nothing that the Spirit of God does not know. If he can be involved in creating the heavens and the earth in six days and know all the detail concerning creation, do do you think there's nothing that he doesn't know in your life that he doesn't want to reveal to you? He is the Spirit of revelation. He is the Spirit of insight. He is the Spirit of wisdom. And in a split second, he can change the course of your destiny. I think it was Kenneth Copeland that said many years ago, one word from God will change your life forever. 
And do you know that's so true? One word from God changes everything. It changes the course of your destiny. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance everything that God has promised you and taught you. That means we don't have to live like this world. Please don't seek answers from this world. Don't seek your counsel from the spirit of this age. Seek the comforter. Seek the helper. Seek your guide. Seek your parakletos who lives within you. Seek the spirit of God. If you need wisdom, if you need knowledge, if you need answers to the questions that you've got right now, draw on the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He is wisdom within you right now. You, if you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got wisdom. Can you prove that from Scripture, John? Oh, yes, I can. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 11. This is the prophecy that was given by Isaiah concerning Jesus. Speaks of Jesus as the branch. That is one of the prophetic names of Christ in the Old Testament. But it also speaks about the Spirit of the Lord. And remember, if the Spirit of the Lord is spoken of upon Jesus here, it also speaks about us. Because if it's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us... He will quicken your mortal body. So when it speaks about Christ and the Spirit upon Him, it's speaking about the Spirit upon us because there's no difference. The Spirit hasn't changed. The same Spirit that was upon Christ is upon you and living within you right now. Isaiah 11, verse 1. Verse 1 is speaking about Jesus. But remember, if it's speaking about Jesus, it's speaking about you. You've got to remember that. Because as he is, so are we in this world. We are the ex extension, we are the continuation of Christ in the earth today. Verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall go out, grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This prophecy was spoken about Jesus. And it says that when the spirit of the Lord rested upon him, the first characteristic that's mentioned here is wisdom. And the same spirit that rested upon Jesus is the same Spirit that's resting and living and abiding and filling you right now. And one of the characteristics of the Spirit of the Lord within you and within, within me right now is wisdom. We've got it. We've just got to draw upon it. That same Spirit lives within you right now, the Holy Spirit. And He wants to reveal wisdom to you. Why? Because He's an expert expert on every subject. If he created the heavens and the earth, he can sort out any problem that's going on in your right, life right now. He can give you answers. He wants to fill you with wisdom today. 
one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit is wisdom. If there's anything that we need in the church of Jesus Christ today, it's wisdom. Discerning hearts, discerning spirits, wise men and women of God, particularly those in leadership. For those that are a part of the board right now, we need to be praying and believing that God will just fill you afresh with wisdom for your life and in leading and shepherding the people of God. Wise leaders leading the people of God, leading their lives, managing the affairs of life with the wisdom and the discernment and the knowledge of God. Not led by the spirit of this world, but by the spirit of the Lord. He wants to fill you with wisdom. Wisdom will give you answers. Wisdom will give you solutions. Wisdom will give you breakthrough when, when there seem so many problems in your life that, that there doesn't seem to be a way through. Wisdom can be the, the light shining in the darkness to make a way where there is no way. I remember my dad many years ago telling me about the time he left the church that he was in when he left the church that he was in, he was pastoring for many, many years. And he'd gone from church to church to church. Uh, like pastors here, probably, you know, there was a church house with the church. But when he left that denomination, because he felt God was telling him to travel to the nations, there was no house. And at that time, he asked the Holy Spirit what he was to do. And the Holy Spirit said this. He said, I want you to open accounts with all the building societies in the UK at that time, back in the 70s and 80s, we had banks and building societies. And the building societies had like savings accounts. And the Holy Spirit said very clear to him, he said, I want you to open these accounts with these different banks and put any spare cash that you get into these different accounts. And you know, my dad did that for a number of years and he didn't know why he was doing it. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't always give you the answers. Sometimes it's on a need-to-know basis. Have you found that? That's the life of faith. Sometimes you're wondering why you're doing what you're doing, but you know the Holy Spirit is directing you. My dad was putting any spare cash that he and my mum had into these different accounts, and he probably had about 15 <laughs> Accounts with different building societies, which, which was like our, our banks that had saving accounts. And he did this for a number of years. And then in the late 80s, 1980s, those banks that were part, um, that were public banks and were owned by the government, were privatized. And when they were privatized in the UK, they were put on the stock market. And the share price in the UK for each one of these different uh, banks or building societies, the share price went through the roof. And you know, at that time, the profit that my dad made of putting money into these accounts and the shares that he had with these accounts went through the roof because he had different shares with all these different accounts. And the share price went through the roof and he made enough money and enough profit and enough interest off all those accounts that they had enough money with their savings to buy a house. Do you know, you could never naturally do that. You could never naturally work out a plan to, us, to achieve that. But the Spirit of God 
can give you wisdom. The Spirit of God can give you insight to make a profit. The Spirit of God can, can give you an answer in a moment to do something, maybe at times for a number of years, to bring a profit into your life, to bring breakthrough in the area that you need. That's the difference the wisdom of God makes. My mom had been praying for years for a house. She'd been taking taking hold of promises in the, in, in the book of Deuteronomy. She'd been praying and praying and praying, and, and God gave my dad and mum that kind of solution, even when they didn't know why they were doing it. But at the right time, they were able to sell the shares that they had uh, made from these different banks to, to produce enough profit so that they could just buy a house. That's the difference wisdom makes. And what God can do for them, He can do for us in different areas of life. We just need God to open our eyes. Finally, live a life that's determined to pursue God. The more we seek Him, we find Him. Solomon was the wisest man who walked the earth in the Old Testament. In fact, Proverbs is an excellent book for you and me to get into, to, to become wise. I, I try and read when I can, uh, as much of Proverbs as I can, because there's wisdom found in that book. But you'll find that Solomon sought the Lord. He walked in the ways of God. It's interesting that when you look at the life of Solomon, when he started in his leadership, he went to the most important high place. And it says that he offered a, a thousand burnt offerings on the altar to the Lord. Let's just look at that quickly. 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3. First Kings chapter 3, and we'll read from verse 3. Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the instructions given by his father David. Verse 4, the king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. And what did he say? So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours. Verse 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Wow. Do you know there's no other place in Scripture where a man offered a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. It went beyond the requirement. 
God didn't ask him to do that. But you find that Solomon took an uncommon step that got the attention of heaven. The burnt offering was where the entire animal was burnt on the altar, symbolizing total commitment or surrender to God. And God appeared and said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. And he asked very clearly, as we can see here, for a wise and discerning heart. And you know, if there's anything that's needed in the body of Christ today amongst believers is a wise and discerning heart. And you know, just like then, I believe right now it's time for us to take uncommon steps in seeking the Lord. Because if we will draw near to Him with all of our hearts, if we will draw near in surrender and with a passion, I believe God will draw near to us. Hunger, I believe this year, is going to release for you and me blessings from the Lord. And I want to provoke you tonight and say this, let's go beyond where we've been in seeking the Lord. Let's take uncommon steps in seeking Him, running after Him. Because as you run after God, God will release everything to you. Let's give ourselves fully to the Lord. Let's abandon ourselves to finding Him. Because as we do that, as we seek His Word, as we thirst after His presence, I believe one of the fruits of that is going to be an outpouring of wisdom and understanding that we have never known before. And in the world in which we live right now, in the affairs of life that we have to deal with, in life, in work, in management, in business, we need wisdom from God. We need wise and discerning hearts to know answers and solutions to things that we all face every day. And I believe God wants to release that to you. I believe God wants to release that to me. He doesn't want us caught out. He doesn't want us to, to walk into traps that have been set by an enemy. He doesn't want us to, to be put into situations where we don't have the answer. But he wants us to have discernment. He wants us to have wisdom. He wants us to have understanding from God. So that we can face any affair of life that we have to deal with. Wisdom is yours. Wisdom is mine. We've just got to ask for it and receive it. Shall we pray right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just press into the Lord right now. Press into Him. Sabahata karabashabrahanda manakita bakata barahanda manateo subuku. Rabahata karasabrahanda manashibrahukuburu Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you right now. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the emphasis that your spirit has given tonight. We know, Lord, that this is a word for somebody. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. I just see a picture right now. Let me just tell you the picture that I see. I, 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 I see somebody in like a circular room. And as, I'm, as you're looking around that room, it's just all different doors. The, the room is just filled with doors. And it's like you're looking around that room and it's like, which is the right door to open? 
which is the right door to go through, which is, which is the wrong door to go through, because there's right doors and there's wrong doors, and you're looking at all these doors, and those doors can represent decisions, those do doors can rep represent choices, those doors can represent um, new seasons, it's just door after door after door, and it's like, which one do I go through? And then I see the Spirit of God just, just drop on you a, a new set of glasses. It's like you've got new lenses in the glasses, and as you look through the lens afresh, I believe you see the doors to go through and the doors not to go through. And I believe right now the Holy Spirit, through wisdom, is releasing a new lens into your spirit. He's opening the eyes of your understanding so that you're going to have discernment and know which are the right choices to take. I feel for some people in the room right now, you need wisdom. I believe that this is a word for you. I believe it's a now word right now for decisions that you have to make, not just for now, but in the future, particularly coming up to the end of the year. I kind of feel that in my spirit. And I believe right now the spirit of wisdom is just going to drop on you. If that's you, just raise your hand where you are right now. Just saying, pray for me. Pray for me. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Anybody else? Father, I just praise God. Anybody else? I'm going to pray right now. That's just going to drop on you by the Holy Spirit, and God is going to release it. The Bible says if we lack wisdom, we can ask for it, and God will release it. God will release it. Father, I thank you for each person with a hand up right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you right now. Wisdom is being released for life, for godliness, for business, for work, for decisions that have to be made. I thank you, Lord, that each person that have got their hands up right now are going to make the right decisions. They're going to make the right choices. The lens of the Spirit is just dropping on them right now, and they're going to see things through your perspective, and they're not going to make a wrong decision. They're going to make a right decision. And Father, we give you thanks right now. We pull it down in Jesus' name. We believe right now for that wisdom to be released that common sense from heaven, that divine solution to bring about the right choice for us according to your will. We're not going to make the wrong decision. We're going to make the right decision. Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in right now. Keep pressing in right now. I feel a prophecy coming. I just want to wait on the Lord just for a moment. There's a prophecy for somebody in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you right now. In Jesus' name, thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. For I want you to know, says the Spirit of the Lord, that you're in the center of my will. And I want you to know, says the Lord, that stepping out of the boat is the right decision for you. For you've thought many times of Peter, for it was Peter that stepped out of that boat when everybody else stayed in it, says the Lord. But 
Peter stepped out into his destiny and walked on the waters because I called him. For he was not meant for the the smallness and and the limitation of the boat. He stepped out. And even now, says the Lord, I'm prompting you. Even now, says the Lord, I'm calling you. Even now, says the Lord, you've made the decision in your heart to step out. And I want you to know, says the Spirit of the Lord, that as you step out, I will step in. I want you to know, says the Lord, I'm going to step in and bring about fruitfulness. I want you to know, says the Lord, I'm going to step in and release prosperity. I want you to know, says the Lord, as you have stepped out in faith and are stepping out in faith, says the Lord, so I'm going to be there with you for you're going to enter into a new season. You're going to enter into a new time of fruitfulness and breakthrough and blessing, says the Lord, for your action of faith, says the Spirit of the Lord, is going to release abundance. It's going to release prosperity. It's going to release destiny, says the Lord. Therefore, know that I'm with you, says the Lord. Step out, step out, step out, for I am with you, and I am leading you in this way, says the Lord. Even though your emotions will know highs and lows, even though your mind will question, says the Lord, that is where you belong. Step out, step out, step out. I'm for you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for that word right now. I thank you that it's gone into the heart. I thank you that it's a word for somebody here right now. And we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. I don't know if that's for one or two people. But if that's you, just raise your hand where you are now. Praise God. Praise God. I knew it. I knew that's a word. Take hold of that now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Just keep waiting on the Lord. Just keep waiting on Him. Let's just enjoy His presence for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here right now. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the honor. We give you all the, the glory. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Okay, Father. I kind of feel there's somebody in the room tonight and you've been waiting for a promise. A prayer promise. A prayer that you've made to the Lord or believed God for. I kind of feel it's been over 20 years. And I kind of feel the Lord saying He knows what that promise is and He will still fulfill that promise. It's still before him. Father, I pray for whoever that person is right now. You've been praying it. You've been standing on the word of God. 
it will come to pass. It will come to pass in Jesus' name. It will come to pass. It's been over 20 years. 20 years. A long time. 20 years. I heard the Lord say that 20 years. But suddenly, He can do. He can break in. Father, I bring that promise to you right now. You've brought it to, to mind. You've put it in my spirit, Lord. And I declare that that will come to pass in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Siboroko broso prehekede sepran. Takasa brohoko broso prehekede seprake seprake seprake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Praise God.